Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along here. Monday afternoon, we're feeling all chipper. Sun shining. Life is good. Kath, good to see you. I don't care about a polar vortex, John. Polar vortex. It's called winter. Yeah, and we were going to have That's what it is. a foot of snow last week. Hey, by the way. I'm a little upset with our production department here Uh-oh. at the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Here it comes. First thing out Monday. Only because. Here it comes. I believe I did have an over-under set up for last weekend's like unbelievable snowstorm we were going to have. Whew, shut you it down. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I believe I said the over-under was two inches. Mm. And you would think that our production department would bring that up on a recording and oh, say, no. boy, wasn't Kathy like, oh. forward-thinking when mm. the rest of the world was let's saying this was going to be apocalyptic. Right. She was just saying it was going to be, you know, well, that's one of those something things you shake off. You think about it at 4 o'clock in the morning and just feel good about yourself, whether the rest of the world acknowledges it or not. Okay, yeah. So are we calling out the National Guard for the winter oh, weather? Oh, come on. It's once in a generation, Kath. It's once, once in, in a, a generation. generation. Huh? Why does everything have to be so dramatic? Click it. Click it. Right? We all, we're all part of history here. Once in a generation. Uh, right. Put on your hat and gloves. Are you ready for drama? Oh, yeah. I like drama. I don't know if you are. Uh, this please. could be... Mike, I don't know if you have any kind of sound effect that would that would denote the most ridiculous news story of the year, but this might be it. Okay? Womp, womp, womp. I mean, this this is so insane. Mm. Please ready yourselves. Okay. A company which sells used tissues e. E. in an effort to allow consumers to decide when they get sick has reportedly been sold out online for months. Wait, 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 wait. Back yeah. it up here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wait, they're selling used Kleenex. Someone's sick has blown their nose into a Kleenex, and then someone's collecting those and then send, selling these online. So then you infect yourself? Yes. What? At your, at your own pace. Why? Listen to me. I cannot believe I am telling you the truth Who's about this, but this? I am. This is a company called Veev. okay? Yeah. They are... I believe a Dutch company, okay, mm-hmm. and they have come up with this idea that we have enough control over our lives that we need to be able to determine when we get sick and when we don't get sick. And so to that end, John, for the bargain price of seventy nine ninety nine, eighty bucks, I can purchase for you because I care for you and I want you to be able to have this type of control over your own life. Thank you. A box that is very nicely detailed with the company named Veev on the front and when you open it there is a circular like a plexiglass dome type of thing and inside the plastic dome is a black velvet like um like the bottom of the dome is black velvet mm-hmm. and sitting on top of the black velvet and i'm not even kidding you are three scrunched up tissues Gee, really mm-hmm. that and are infected they're infected that are ostensibly infected. I mean, how are you supposed to know if they're infected? <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> I don't feel so good now. So you're supposed to take the dome off of the unit, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to reach in there and grab an infected tissue, put it to your nose, and move it around a little bit, Eey. just to get someone what? else's nasty germs. What are you doing in your nose? Just do it very carefully, both sides, kind of. Do- little sniffing, you know, a little that sort of thing. Get it around your lips just in case you could perhaps, you know, bring in a germ that way. So that because it's a convenient time for you, now's the time you should get sick. Who wants to get sick? What is the deal there? Well, they're saying 
that most people have already accepted the fact that sometime during the season they will get sick. And so this would promote your own choice in the matter. I see. So I'm going to go on vacation in two weeks, so I'll I'll get sick now. Right. So then your immune system would be in full bloom after it's over, and then you wouldn't be sick for your vacation. This is the Netherlands? This is uh this is Holland. I see. So this is also one of the countries that is involved in assisted suicide. So it's a slippery right. slope from that point mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, now I'm happy to tell you that the Come tissue on. Come is on. Yeah. the tissue, John. Yeah. And Mike, am I f- making you feel left out that I'm offering this to John and not you? I'm oh. glad I'm not a part of this conversation. Because <laughs> you're all young and healthy. Okay, listen. I'm on a banana peel here. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we believe that when flu season comes around, mm-hmm. you should be able to get sick on your own terms. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. We believe using a tissue that carries a human sneeze is safer than needles or pills. What? Now, wait. Smokes. Now, first of all, how silly is that? Because if you're going to get sick, you're not going to get sick from a needle or pill. You're going to get sick from someone else, right? Right, yes. So I'm like – Comparing the two, like saying, well, I'd much rather get sick from uh, infected tissue than from one of those things. That doesn't even make any sense. Who's Holy getting smokes. sick? Who's getting the common cold from a needle? No, wait. Is this available in the U.S.? This is, um, well, the company is Vayev. Oh, mm. it's saying that it's a Los Angeles-based company. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure the, the, the parent company, though, is Dutch. Anyway, the company states that the tissue, and you'll be happy to know this, is specially treated with organic ingredients. Mm. <laughs> is non-prescription and works hand-in-hand with the human body to keep your, John, your immune system feeling like your immune system. That is just wrong. That's wrong. There's nothing positive about that. Mm-hmm. So it's from L.A. Is it Hollywood? Maybe you can get sick with the stars. Maybe that might well, be the for, thing. for the bargain price, as I said, of seventy nine ninety nine. Oh Listen, now, if there's a buck to be made, people are going to make it. Oliver Neeson, who's the company's 34-year-old founder, told mm-hmm. Time Magazine that the idea behind the product is to choose when you get sick rather than deal with it when it naturally comes. That kind of freedom quote, that kind of luxury to choose. I mean, we customize everything in our lives, and we have everything the way that we want it. So why not approach sickness that way as well? Right. Tell that to people worldwide who are dying from various disease, diseases, right? right? I mean, wh- it's kind of an... A corrupt approach to sickness. Yeah, of course it is. To think that we should be able to control not just if we get it, but when we get it. Okay, so then. So if I'm going to get cancer, I for sure am going to decide when I'm going to get it because I'm way too busy right now. But what happens if someone gets, you know, you subscribe to that, that comes in the mail, you make yourself sick, and then you die? So then do you sue the company because. You sue Vayev because of their. I just wanted to get sick, I didn't want to die. Or. What if nobody ever sneezed on these tissues in the first place and you're paying $80 for a couple of puffs plus that someone, you know, put up in their hand and, you know, made them into a little white ball and then sold them? Well, probably you could, you know, vet that. As it comes, you could put it under a microscope and look for bacteria. You could see. Don't you think? Well, okay, so if you pull this tissue out of – I mean, this is tissue has been in a box in our studio. Yeah. I mean, it, it might clean. have bacteria. You don't know that it is. How do you know that? Well, I mean, hopefully no one blew their nose and put it back in. Well, no, but <laughs> but I'm saying there's bacteria everywhere. Yeah, but not like, you know, extreme, like, you know, cold flu sick stuff everywhere. Well, so you think that if if you put this Vayev thing, tissue underneath the microscope is going to show the flu? I would hope so. I mean, you know, truth in advertising. Hey, speaking of that, before you came in today, I wiped the studio down. Did you? Yeah. I appreciate that. Because it's, you know, Monday. You don't know, you know, what's going on here for the weekend. Sure, I understand. I mean, it's, you know, it's a big studio. All right. So for any okay. of you who want to get sick and feel like you want to control something in your life that you feel out of control 
What uh, would the um, over? Then you can do this. What would the uh, American Medical Association have to say about that? I wonder. Uh, I believe it is not rated or yeah. reviewed in any way by the American Medical Holy Association. Smokes. All right. Mm-hmm. Now I do want to tell you though who the people are who are buying it most. Who? Healthy people. Uh, young parents and people in their twenties. Are they really selling? I mean, really? No, no. Someone this is, actually... is a real. Listen, I went on this website today. I went on this website. Who is buying? There's this? a little video which like shows you how to do it. I mean, it looks like it looks like this. Um, wait, I got to get there. It looks like a high end type of like exclusive thing that you're buying. It sounds like something from the Onion. It's not. It re- it really isn't. It, and when you buy these things, which, by the way, have been sold out for months, hmm. okay, sold out for months, you get this, you know, extremely nice packaging that goes along with it. Well, heck, I'll undercut them. I'll sell them for 40 bucks and, you know, well, what if usurp you, the profit. What if you buy it? No, um, I'm not. I'd prefer to stay healthy as long as I possibly can. All right. I'm looking at another article here about Veov because it's just all over the Internet today. It says it's the only product of a new startup based in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So wherever I got the Dutch story, perhaps I'm incorrect, though it does the, the name Oliver Neeson does look Dutch. But anyway, <laughs> it does. Thank you, the Dutch people, an apology. Anyway, this okay. uh, chances are good that wiping your nose with a dirty tissue will give you whatever virus is on it, mm-hmm. as long as the tissue is refrigerated or treated with a preservative to keep the virus alive. Holy but smokes. the recipient according to Time Magazine, has no way of knowing the specific contents of the tissue, whether it's rhinovirus or of even course. the flu. You could be – I mean, the whole thing is just heinous. I'm sorry I'm sorry you brought it up. Now, he has a stable of 10 people who sneeze a lot, and those are the people that he employs to sneeze in these tissues that right. he's selling. Wait, Does he so pay I, these guys? Yeah, he must. he's paying them. I'm employing the chronically ill to get a profit? Is that the deal? He says that the company confirms a person is truly sick – and doesn't just have allergies. Mm-hmm. So don't, it's not like you're going to – I mean, if you're going to breathe into this, you're going to actually catch something. Right. He says a sick person sneezes into a batch of our tissues, and then we put them in our packaging, and that's how they work. We just send it through the mail. How many people are buying this? Well, it's sold out. Sold there is, they, it, they are not currently available. They even have an Instagram. Really? Mm-hmm, which, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm going to check immediately it out, so that I can yeah. look at this. Okay, so let's get sick. No, I'm not going to get sick. It's I'm, uh, none of us have been ill here this winter, have we? No, because you and I have a we've had a flu shot. Right. Mike's not had a flu shot. I've been taking emergency and airborne, and I've been I haven't gotten sick. I feel good about it. Thank okay. God. Here we are at the end of January. We have two more months essentially for the end of cold and flu season. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. Mm-hmm. Are there specific tissues? Per illness, like one for diarrhea. Well, that's that's the problem. That's the problem. Stop. He now. doesn't indicate. He does not this indicate. This conversation is off no, no, the rails. No, no, it's very important. You guys, he doesn't. He doesn't indicate what you're what? getting. Wait, no, he really? doesn't indicate. No, he doesn't, no, he doesn't so say. It could, it could be a mystery tissue. Oh, he doesn't no. say. <laughs> Let's go to break here. Mystery illness and, tissue. And the question that's go. come up is: Are you really allowed to send viruses through the mail? Holy smokes! They said it's raising this legal questions. Wait, you, can't, you can't mail infectious substances. Where are we going from here? This is Monday. We've already hit bottom. We're, nope. g- we're going inside the Beltway. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, we might not. WORD. How many times have you said or heard someone say, if only I knew God's will for me? Well, knowing the will of God is a matter of drawing close to Him and having a willingness to do His will when He shows it to you. In other words, if you practice a day-by-day walk with Him and are willing to be led, He'll reveal His will to you. 
Dr. McGee has more to say on this issue, so join us this week on Through the Bible Radio as we continue in our study of Philippians. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Hey, employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country, a plan that pays you back every year? So whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace, and Marley's been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay you back. Call 724-884-1496 for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania, plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the company. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. So give them a call now, 724-884-1496, or find them online at MarleyFG.com. I've been married so long, I don't even look when I cross the street anymore. No, please. Hi, we're Jay and Laura LaFoon, and we're bringing our ultimate date night to your community. What is an ultimate date night? It's 90 minutes of nonstop laughter, music, and fun. It's a great night for you to reconnect with your spouse. It's a night for all couples to connect through entertainment, all the while learning some biblical truth about marriage. We've been helping couples celebrate the gift of marriage for over 20 years, and we can't wait to bring our community look at marriage to your community. So get out of that date night rut. You know, that dinner and a movie over and over again. Or maybe you haven't even been on a date in a long time. Join us at the Ultimate Date Night and get ready to laugh. And get ready to connect. Grab your spouse by the hand and join us at the Ultimate Date Night. Word FM presents the Ultimate Date Night with Jay and Laura LaFoon. Friday, February 1st at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Tickets just $48 a pair. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash date night. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Visit PittsburghChristianSchools.net to discover godly teachers and great classmates near you. That's PittsburghChristianSchools.net. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Generally, our first guest on a Monday afternoon is Greg Clugston, who joins us from the White House as part of SRN News. However, right now the White House is having a, a briefing, a press briefing, so Greg is engaged in his actual living and not speaking with us. So to, we'll, we'll miss Greg this week. Okay, well, or maybe we'll catch him tomorrow. Yes. Uh, how about this? I, I saw um, – would you – how do you define this? Would you consider yourself a high achiever? A high achiever. Um, you mean like the classic type A personality? Yeah. Yes. High achiever, right? So uh, I saw this article talking about high achievers and the choices that we make during our first hour or so of our morning determine what the rest of our day is going to look like. So says the uh, New York Times. Um, over the past five years, the author Benjamin Spall has interviewed 300 successful people about their morning routines. They talk with business leaders, university presidents, Olympians, fashion models, artists. 
He learned that uh, while there isn't one best morning routine that works for everybody, there are best practices that some successful people tend to follow throughout those 300 conversations. And here's just a few of those. Okay. okay? If we don't follow these, does that mean that we are low achievers? Probably. Could be. Yeah, All right. Yeah. But don't beat yourself up because Jerry Seinfeld is quoted a little later on in this about beating yourself up. Well, the majority of people that uh, Benjamin Spall, the authors, met, he said that the average wake-up for high achievers tends to be 6.27 a.m. I don't know why that is. All right. Successful people like to experiment to find the sweet spot that works for them. For many of the successful people, the time that we wake up depends most entirely on when we need to be at work. So that often means waking up as late as possible to maximize sleep time. So 6.27. What time are you waking? What time am I waking or what time am I getting up? Oh, there, there you go. There's I a often, delineation. I you often you wake, linger. Yes, I often wake very, very early. But if I got up then, then I sometimes I fall back to sleep. Uh, yeah, so I, I do think the same thing. Yeah, I, think I it's wake a, at 5. Yeah, do you? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I don't look at the clock, so I'm not exactly oh, sure right. what time I tend I'm to wake up at 5, but then I'll linger. Right. For sometimes... <laughs> Well, it's important, I think. I like it. Especially if you have trouble sleeping for one reason or another, it's important to rest. Right. Even if you are not sleeping, you know, fully the whole time. Now, in the old days when we had, you know, well, when we we had kids in, you know, junior high or high school and they had to be there super early, I was getting up five and getting out of bed. Right. Me too. Along with my kid. Right. But now those days have passed and I kind of go, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm sleeping in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Generally, now I'm kind of like lazy. I'm waking up at 7.30. Sure, right. Me too, yeah. And feel really, mm-hmm. really good about it. I, right. I love it so much. Me too. Is that not the happiest time throughout the day? My happiest time, and I know this is weird, when I get in bed at night, I often giggle. <laughs> I do. Because you're just so happy to be there. Yep. Is I'm that right? I'm so happy to be in bed. I just love it so much. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like 9 o'clock and I'm going... Pretty soon I'm going to bed. I get like all happy, you know, and then I'm brushing my teeth. You know, I'm generally in bed now around 10, which I really love. And, you know, and now, especially when it's winter time and you pull the covers up and you've got like that weight on you and it's cold and snowy, man, you could, I could not be happier. (laughs) You know, my husband just said the other day, he said, you know what I'm good at? And that's what he said, (laughs) sleeping. I am so good at it. I love it so much. That's really funny. Yeah, so good. Okay, so um, early to bed, uh, which I would say 10 Okay, o'clock. see, I never am early to bed. What? What time no. are you going to bed? No. I, if I go to bed before 11, there's something wrong. Really? Here's the thing. I always feel like – I feel badly going to bed because Why? I feel like there's so much more that I want to do. I don't even care. I want to read something else. I want to watch something else. I want to nope. say – I want to do something else. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. okay. All right. So generally, how many hours a night are you getting? I don't know. 11 till 1, 2. Yeah. So maybe – Seven hours. Probably eight hours. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So those high achievers, we both failed this one. 627. Forget it. Okay. Make time for whatever energizes you. So says um, the author, Benjamin Spall. He says that um, most successful people carve out time in their morning routine to commit to things that make them feel relaxed, energized, and motivated. Mm-hmm. That means working out, reading, mm-hmm. praying, or just spending time hanging out with the people that you love. Mm-hmm. Maria Kondo. She says that or, the organizing consultant says that the, um, uh, the, she wakes every morning. She immediately opens the window, no matter what the season, to let in the fresh air. A practice Hello, that she. I'm Maria Kondo. Hey, close the window, Maria. Would you please? It's a little chilly out there because we're expecting a winter vortex. She says that she's done this daily since she was a child. She said it purifies the house. Uh, also, she likes to burn incense. And needless to say, she tidies her house before leaving the day. 
She burns incense. And she's also playing some Grateful Dead. I, can, first of all, cannot stand the smell of incense. Uh, I, no, I love incense. Yeah, I know you do. Because, you know, I, I was a choir. Up, I was an altar right, boy. You grew up Catholic. So, when, boy, when I got to, you know, be there at like a funeral or a high mass and I'm with a priest and he's winging that, uh, I don't even know what it's called. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine they would like excommunicate me if I was a Catholic? Winging it. Mm-hmm. Throwing the incense around. I love that smell. Do you? I do. But I wouldn't burn them in my house. Oh, I just think it's so overpowering. It and is. Yeah. So she's never lived in an old house with storm windows. Because <laughs> I could open up the window all I want, but like, nothing's coming in. Yeah, yeah. No, wait. Do you have a leaky house? Um, you mean as far as windows go? Yeah. I mean, our, we, I have the original. My house was built in 1930, and I have the original storm windows. Oh, it's, it's leaky. So it's, I'm sure it's, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's for sure leaky. Which but is it, healthier. Probably is. But you know. it's just, I wish that, you know, I had the kind of house that had a screen so that I could open a window and just, you know. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So you and I, neither of us have air conditioning. So in the summertime, you don't open your windows? Yeah, but you have to take the window, storm windows out. Oh, oh, I And then see. you have to put the screens back oh, yeah, in. It's not like they, the screens stay already. in all year. You have to take, it's either, either or. Oh, okay. I've got screens that are there. That are Show there. up. So, yeah, that's, hey, I'm living up, you know, Fine. on the upper side of, you know, Manhattan. Holy smokes. Okay. Uh, again, for the high achievers, adapt your routine to different situations. So while it may not always be possible to uh, do the full morning routine in place when you're away from home, if you have a travel-ready routine, like I'm traveling all the time, right? Right. Uh, if you're stuck in a hotel room with few options for breakfast, consider finding the closest gro- grocery store. If I'm in a hotel and I'm having uh, the breakfast- The last thing I'm doing is going to a grocery store. I'll tell you that right now. I'm headed down there and I'm having myself a muffin and some juice and yeah, I'm feeling- right. Talk about giggly. Exactly. I don't think I've won the lotto. Don't beat yourself up. Okay? This is This is good. Nearly everybody I've talked to said they don't consider one, two, or even three missed days of their morning routine a failure so long as you get it back uh, as, as soon as you can. They recognize that sometimes they'll miss the routine, so that's okay. Well, this is all about morning routines. The missing... <laughs> what? I thought this is what we were talking about. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so did you get lost in the middle? I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I forgot the subject. I forgot the subject. <laughs> Craig, you got so excited talking about getting into bed that you forgot that we were talking about morning routines. If I get back to going to bed, I'd be much happier. Dear. Uh, okay. Anyway. All right, so where's Jerry Seinfeld? He's going to make me feel better about my morning routine. Oh, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld uh, has a theory of habit. Uh, uh, um, don't break the chain. The idea is that there's a certain task you want to do every day so you keep yourself accountable by putting a red X over every day that you complete the task mm. in a large wall calendar. Yeah. Soon you'll have created a chain. Your only job then is to not break the chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said um, he's a fan of uh, Seinfeld's theory, but it does allow for occasional yet inevitable failures. If it works for you, great. March on keeping that chain alive. But it's important to keep in mind that life happens. Sometimes you simply won't be able to stick with your morning routine. All right. I mean. Exactly. I love Jerry Seinfeld I so mean, much. my morning routine is pretty basic, which just includes getting me ready to go outside. I mean, it's not like but I don't. you pray in the morning? I do, but I don't exercise in the morning. I don't have like. My, now, my husband has an absolute oh, routine. Your he husband. Does, he's like. He does his yoga. He does his devotions. He does his. He does the whole thing yeah. over a two hour period every yeah, single yeah. morning yeah. without fail. My wife's doing that too. God bless him. God bless you. I don't know how they ended up with I us. I don't either. No. My wife's up there on the treadmill. 
I'm down there like, hey, keep it down there a little bit. I'm trying to get some more sleep. <laughs> what I the heck? Yeah. And, <laughs> got a little lost there. Because <laughs> right. you, you forgot what we were talking about. <clears throat> I morning did. Routine. Morning routines. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll take a break. Uh, coming back. Maybe we'll talk about evening routines. Next. No, we're talking about this day in history coming up. Okay. Winter vortex. Be careful. Coldest weather in a generation, they're saying. Holy smokes. Put on a hat and gloves. You'll be safe. Proverbs 17.22 tells us that laughter doeth like good medicine. It's true. Science has discovered that when a person laughs, their body actually releases endorphins into the bloodstream. These tiny hormones actually increase the body's ability to heal. So here's a question. When was the last time you had a good laugh with your spouse? I mean a really good belly laugh. Hi, we're Jay and Laura LaFoon, and we'd like to invite you to our ultimate date night, where you'll spend 90 minutes with your spouse laughing like you haven't laughed in years. Since 1996, we've been traveling the country using our unique style of marriage edutainment to seamlessly combine humor and biblical truth. So join us and have a great laugh with your spouse. Word FM presents The Ultimate Date Night with Jay and Laura LaFoon Friday, February 1st at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Tickets just $48 a pair. Special VIP package including dinner also available. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash date night. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit. From pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers. And opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses. And see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer. At EdenChristianAcademy.org You own a local business. And your national competition is eating your lunch but you can beat them with our digital marketing experts we're salem surround we offer a free analysis of your digital marketing and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with salem surround total market penetration for increased roi learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com surroundpittsburgh.com connecting you with new customers and now a quick comparison from grasshopper when you're always on the go what would you prefer an office phone system hey it's rochelle sorry i missed you earlier had an errand to run but i'm back in the office so give me a call when you get this or one that works on your cell phone no hardware needed courtesy of grasshopper Oh, one sec. It's a business call. Hi, this is Rochelle with WayForward Partners. How can I help? There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at stockfamilydentistry.com. Indeed, used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire. Rain at times through this evening will turn to snow late tonight, cause slippery travel after midnight. Low will be 27. Snow will taper to flurries early tomorrow. Total accumulation an inch or two. Mostly cloudy and colder the rest of the day with temperatures falling to the high teens. Mostly cloudy low six tomorrow night. Snow squalls late and early Wednesday can accumulate up to an inch. Otherwise, harsh cold moves in on Wednesday. 
I'm Hacky Weather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, this date in history. Um, boy, oh boy. If you were alive, um, January 28th. Of, uh, 1986. Holy smokes. I remember this like it was yesterday. Isn't it funny how certain dates, you know, when something tragic or incredible happens, that it just doesn't feel like those decades, all those decades have gone by. Is it 40 years? Can you believe that? Holy smokes. Really? Uh, the Challenger exploded. And I remember very clearly, I, I was at home in Manhattan. A buddy of mine called who knew that I loved space. He said, hey, what are you doing? I said, he said, turn on the television. And there it was. Now, of course, we didn't see it live. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, 73 seconds into the flight, the, the shuttle just blew apart. And seven astronauts, including the teacher of the year, Christy McCullough. Krista McCullough. Krista McCullough. I mean, just decimated. You saw it. To me, the most heartbreaking thing is all those, all those great people. I mean, the best and brightest in America. 73 seconds up, and all the family and friends, all the well-wishers in the grandstand at Cape Canaveral, and that thing so beautiful flying in the sky, and then boom, and clearly everybody on the ground knew immediately, oh, this is not what it's supposed to be, because you see the trails, the plume flying wayward, back and forth, kind of willy-nilly, and then you know the, the shuttle itself plummeting toward the, the ocean. God bless those people. I mean, the horror of those, that televised national event of seeing those people die. Just really heartbreaking. So on this date, it was early in the morning, like, you know, mid-morning or so, I believe. I was in photography class. Were you? And what happened? Did did someone come in and say? The principal came over the loudspeaker to tell everybody. Now, the interesting thing is that NASA was essentially culpable for what happened because NASA was in a big hurry to get that thing launched. And the cold weather in the, on that morning is what caused that thing to crash. Oh, is that right? I didn't oh, know yeah. That. There was what they called an O-ring. And an O-ring was, you know, a piece of the fuselage that somehow because of the cold weather ruptured and allowed fuel to go through the O-ring and then come outside onto the main fuel tank and ignite the fuel tank from the outside. So it was essentially like a giant firecracker. But NASA... The administration was held culpable for those deaths because they had, a sh- you know, essentially a show to go and they didn't want to delay it any further. So they gave it a go. Brutal. How were they able to determine that? I mean, uh, in, oh, in well, an explosion you know, like that, how can you possibly determine? I'm what sure they wrong? recreate the conditions, you know, in laboratories. It took them a long time, you know, over a year of going back and forth. But, you know, NASA, they copped to it and they said, yeah, this was our... And, of course, it was a major lawsuits and... Yeah. I mean, the weird thing was because... Krista McCullough. Krista McCullough was the teacher of the year and had been the first citizen, a regular citizen, to be on a a space flight. That was shown in classrooms all over the country. It was a big deal. And how many school kids saw that happen? Mm-hmm. So on this date, 40 years ago. Holy yeah, smokes. we remember. Not quite 40 years. No, almost. Take a break. Come back. we got more ahead. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy.
101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. He is a strong yet tender shepherd who cares for us and is always with us. He holds on to us and leads us. He feeds us and provides abundant provision for our lives. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. My dad, a hard-working, regular blue-collar guy, a Korean War vet, a Pittsburgher, a Yinzer. He married, raised a family, and gave over 20 years of his life to one company, and that company filed for bankruptcy. I watched my mom and dad struggle at a late age, and it was tough, but they made it. For almost 30 years now, I, and now Ethan, have helped all the people that God entrusted to our management, putting together retirement blueprints, personalized, customized solutions that help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence, the way I wish that would have happened for my parents. I'm Kurt Kenotic. My company, Accurate Solutions Group, would love to help you. It's never too late. It's never too early. Just call 412-515-3555. 412-515-3555 or visit ASGRetire.com. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Have you ever used the excuse the devil made me do it? Well, you may be right. I'm Screwtape, demon extraordinaire and star of the Screwtape Letters, the wildly popular stage adaptation of the best-selling novel by C.S. Lewis. In it, I teach young Wormwood the art of temptation, a wickedly witty portrait of spiritual warfare and how demons like me influence your everyday life. But don't take my word for it. After all, why should you trust me? The Associated Press calls C.S. Lewis the Screwtape Letters devilishly funny. Lewis's insights still resonate. Christianity Today says it's a profound experience, and the National Review calls it pure genius. See C.S. Lewis, The Screwtape Letters. Get your tickets today. The Screwtape Letters, coming to the Bayam Theater in Pittsburgh, Saturday, February 16th. Great deals for groups, too. For tickets, go to fpatheater.com. That's fpatheater.com. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership but not the word fm discount shopping club no in our club you save as much as half that's right 50 percent on gift certificates and items from local restaurants health services and much more all from the comfort of your computer or smartphone log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping and i'll see you at the club thank you pizza can pizza make a difference in today's argumentative culture? Dr. Tim Muehlhoff is with us in his regular slot. Tim joins us from Biola University. He is the author of several books, the latest, Defending Your Marriage, The Reality of Spiritual Battle. Tim, pizza and arguments. That's a weird combination. <laughs> 
it's a weird combination. But and I hate to say this, but I actually thought of the idea when I was in my outdoor jacuzzi, <laughs> thinking about a radio spot. I didn't even mention that. I'm so sorry. That perhaps was a little insensitive. It, yeah. it very was. Yeah, because we're, 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 we're facing the coldest temperatures, so they say, in a generation. Talk Are about you, you know, serious? Well, Tim, that's what the New York Times is saying, and you know, the, the winter vortex is upon us. So everything's a big deal, right? This is just part of the news cycle we're in. It's going to be cold. It's winter. It's winter. And if you want to talk about winter, think politically. And we are in the midst of an Arctic freeze between people uh, crossing the political divide. So I was fascinated. I always look for stories that encourage me because I'm so distressed about today's argument culture. So there was a story. This was about a week ago where Brett Baer, who is a, a host for Fox News, was in a severe auto accident on a ski trip with his family. We're talking jaws of life to get him and his family out. And uh, when uh, Rachel Maddow heard about it, she works for MSNBC, which could not be more different than Fox. I have my students watch both of those um, news programs side by side just to see how great the divide is in our country. Nice. When she heard about it, she sent uh, pizzas to all the EMS workers and to the state troopers that helped rescue uh, Bear and his family and just simply said, hey, thank you for helping to rescue a colleague and a friend. Wow. Isn't that I wonderful? Thought, I thought those moments, we, we, we can't let those moments go by because in communication theory, we talk about negative spirals, that they really do gain momentum. And the only way to stop a negative spiral is to block it somehow. Mm-hmm. And that could be not saying something or it could be uh, doing a kind, unexpected gesture. So I love that um, Rachel Maddow just said, you know what, he is my friend, even if we disagree with each other. And I'm really glad that um, state troopers and EMS workers did their job, and I'm going to send them pizza. Nice. I mean, it says something a lot about the, 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 the relationship that even though you disagree, I mean, you know, you and your family are in turmoil. I'm going to reach out and make a connection just to make sure that, you know, you're okay. Remember Robert Bella? He he wrote a book. A habits time. of the heart, right? Yeah, habits seven of the heart. habits of the heart. Oh, love it, love it! And he said, if I could fix America, here's what I would do: I would require that every house has a front porch, and that you're required, you and your family, to sit on the front porch for one hour in the beginning of the evening hour, just so that all the neighbors were out there and could see each other. And I think what he meant by that was, obviously, if I'm on my front porch with my family and I see that you're in distress, that I see smoke coming out of one of your windows, or it's obvious that one of your kids isn't doing well as we all sit on the front porch, then I'd get up, cross the street, walk over and say, hey, what's going on? How can I help? Nice. How's your child doing? I, I think that's what we've kind of lost today. Mm-hmm. So wait, so Tim, this divide then, you know, the MSNBC versus Fox News, does that show that this, you know, this pizza, uh, the giving of the pizza, somehow uh, this divide is purely theater, right? I mean, because if you're if you're able to get past all that, you know, partisanship and send a pizza to someone, then all the rest, all that kerfuffle, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Well, I would say this about Rachel Maddow. Like, I, I, well, I can't watch Fox News. I just can't. And I, it's hard for me to watch Rachel Maddow, but I do it because I require my students to do it. So here's what I want to say to her is I want to evoke Aristotle, who said, you know, we, we have to give goodwill to each other. So I want to listen to her. And though I, I must say in an hour, I doubt there could be even one thing that I agree that she says. But... Do I believe that she cares about this country? Do I believe that she cares and is deeply distressed 
with how the president is running things? Do I think she cares about the refugee crisis? Well, I, I, I want to afford her goodwill that even as I disagree with you, I want to believe that your best um, intentions mm -hmm. for yeah. our country and for our community and for our neighborhood, and we've kind of lost that today, and that's what's hurting us the most. There is no goodwill anymore. Hmm. You remember at the death of Antonin Scalia, the different news reports came out, the different personality profiles of uh, Antonin Scalia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg and how unbelievably different they are because we have read their opinions, right, over many, many years. And we see how they, they were at the opposite sides of pretty much every, most decisions that they had to make over decades. But when it came to their personal life, they were pals, right? Yeah, they went on vacations together. They loved the opera. We just saw the documentary. Me and my wife were flying to a marriage conference, and we saw the documentary RBG. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fascinating, utterly fascinating what this woman did for equal rights for women Early in her career, nice. she was one of the pioneers. And now I feel like she's gone off the rails in certain ways. But uh, that kind of friendship was awesome. I show my students a clip from uh, Sotomayor was being interviewed by Axel. Oh, I forget his last name, the interviewer. But he was interviewing her saying, hey, when Kavanaugh came on the bench, did you say anything to him? And she said, oh, I absolutely, I went up and gave him a hug, because when I came on the bench, Clarence Thomas came up and gave me a hug nice. and welcomed me to the bench. And I said to Kavanaugh, you know, when you know you're going to work with somebody the rest of your adult life, you find ways of making it work. Mm. Yes. So that's, I love that. Me yeah. too. So it's great to know that there are, are adults in the room who, despite our rancor, can still you know, get, to, get along together and agree to disagree. Yes, and let me, let me brag on President Trump. This nice. may shock some of your listeners. <laughs> they may think, oh my word, what's just happened to Mulehoff in Southern California? It, is this, we know in persuasion theory that, that you are most persuasive when you act against a known interest. When the audience knows you are acting against something that would benefit you. So when President Trump opened the government for three weeks, so people could get paychecks, let's believe the best, right? So he, that's, that's going against his, his saying, I will not open the government until I get my $5.8 billion for the wall. Well, I would want to say to President Trump, I would want Nancy Pelosi to say, hey, thank you for doing that. And you know what? I know what the headlines are going to say. They're going to say that you took a licking. Uh, one headline said the art of the kneel instead of the art of the deal. But President Trump did it so he could get people their paychecks. I think that's an awesome um, olive branch, and he's taking a licking in the press, mm -hmm. but he did it for goodwill reasons so that people could get their paychecks. Right. So the press sort of defines it as, of course, if it's a left press, would define it as a loss and a form of weakness, which I don't think is at all. I think he's just trying to get things moving forward. I agree with that. And we need to remember what James Davison Hunter said. He wrote a wonderful book called Culture Wars. He's an evangelical at Virginia University. He was just on campus. He said, remember, America really is the middle. We have the left and the right, but the middle is always forgotten. So let's not always focus on the hard left, hard right. Let's just remember, in the middle, we tend to like each other. In the middle, we tend to send pizzas to each other in hard times. Yes. So let's, let's remember that the middle are really good-intentioned people who I think can really work together. Yeah, and he's also written that Christians historically just don't do politics well. <laughs> he, 
I mean, right? That's part. That's part of. That's part of his study. Is that we just? It's hard for us, and I think it, it might benefit us to just take a step back and say, you know what? Historically, we haven't proven ourselves good at this. Yeah. That doesn't mean we can't become good at it, but we haven't shown ourselves to be good at it. So we need to be students of how this can be done well. Yeah, and I love. I, I totally agree with that, Kathy. And he also said, you know, what we really do a good job of historically. We do a good job of being neighbors. Yeah. That's what the evangelicals did. He refers back to the plagues that hit the Roman Empire. He refers to hospitals being created by Christians. So I, that, that gives me great courage, is if we're really good neighbors to each other, regardless of what you believe, and we're sending pizzas to each other and we're helping each other out, then I think the middle, we, we can be healthy if, we, if we're not poisoned by the hard left and the hard right. Nice. So, Tim, you know, you brought this up. You, there you are in Southern California at Biola. Um, people are starting to run for president already. And, of course, uh, last week, Camilla Harris announced her, her run for the presidency. What is that like for you to be, you know, sort of – you're in this vortex, this mix of uh, of Christianity. There's a political spectrum. You're in Southern California, which, of course, leans left. I mean, you're sort of navigating things very adroitly in a complex world that we live in now. Well, let me give kudos to my president, Dr. Barry Corey, who wrote a book called Love Kindness. And you know what he did with Sacramento? Instead of doing a culture war with them, he actually asked to meet with key leaders in Sacramento and then invited them on campus and then took another step of saying, hey, we have what we call the Christian Union here, which are all the Christian colleges. I would like for some of our opponents to come speak to these colleges so that we can hear from you what your concerns are about us and you can meet us and maybe we can dispel some stereotypes. So he's actually struck up some friendships with some people in Sacramento who at times have had pretty bad intentions for my university, the Biblical Institute of Los Angeles. So I love that Barry Corey said, you know, we can wage war, we can do this, uh, you know, marshal our troops and get the lawyers, but hey, why don't you come over for coffee at our place and uh, let's get to know each other. And it was actually something in the um, Washington Post. He co-wrote an op-ed piece with a leading gay advocate in Sacramento about how, hey, we got to know each other, and you know what? We actually kind of like each other, mm-hmm. though we have disagreements. I think that's what we need to do. And, and you're right, it is pretty dicey here, and Sacramento could change any time. But let's make friends with each other as much as humanly possible and at least get to know each other. I'm into that. I, I wonder if, you know, as the politics roll forward, if any forward-thinking candidate would hire people from the other side of the spectrum just to equip and engage so they would have that voice in the room and remember to go back to that voice so they could speak to both sides. Oh, John, I'd love to give you a hug right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. I and too. I think the guy who's closest to that is John Kasich. Um, I have a friend of mine who's actually done some communication consulting with John Kasich. I, I think he would be up for that. I think he's kind of a, a centrist within the Republican Party, but I, I just don't know if anybody would take a risk to do that. I, remember the West Wing? Remember sure. West Wing? Sure. The show when President Bartlett stepped down and, and the new president came in and hired Alan Alda mm-hmm. as his Secretary of State? Well, God bless Hollywood. That would, that would have been a beautiful moment. But I, I just don't have much hope that it's going to happen. No. But, but here's what Hunter says, going back to James Davison Hunter. Let, maybe we can't fix the national dialogue, but maybe we can fix the local dialogue. So maybe, John, locally, like here in Brea or La Habra, 
right? Maybe that can happen on the local level that we surprise each other by hiring somebody from the opposite party and let's start locally and then maybe that'll gain momentum and work itself up regionally and perhaps even nationally. Amen. Would it be so? Tim, thanks a lot. All right, hey, stay warm, you guys. Yeah, listen, what, what are you? Where were you in your jacuzzi? I, I was in my outdoor jacuzzi. I oh really was. Spare me already. <laughs> well, good ideas okay. come from the jacuzzi. <laughs> That's Dr. Tim Mulehoff, Professor of Communications, Biola University. We're Jay and Laura LaFoon, and we are bringing the ultimate date night to your community. For more than 20 years, Jay and Laura LaFoon have been helping couples grow closer together with their unique form of marriage edutainment. The ultimate date night is an evening of fun, music, comedy for couples that is going to help you reconnect. And you know what? I'm just going to tell you, you're going to sit next to your spouse and you're going to laugh a lot. There will be hand-holding, laughing, and even dancing cheek-to-cheek at the ultimate date night. And believe it or not, you and your spouse will feel closer together when it's done. We want to help you connect. And the Ultimate Date Night is the perfect place to come, to laugh, to connect. We have people tell us we haven't laughed like this in years. The Ultimate Date Night is a great reminder of how much fun you can have together. We are looking forward to bringing the Ultimate Date Night to you. Word FM presents the Ultimate Date Night with Jay and Laura LaFoon, February 1st at Christchurch at Grove Farm. Tickets just $48 a pair. VIP package including dinner also available at wordfm.com. Come slash date night. This is going to be the year. This is the year you are finally going to get more sleep, real sleep, deep sleep, the kind where you wake up feeling fully rested, refreshed, and ready to take on the day. Well, put your head on my pillow. This is John Hall. There's no better time than now to make my pillow your pillow. Stop tossing and turning and get the support you need in your quest for a better night's sleep. Right now, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, is offering word listeners his amazing four pack special. Order today. You'll receive two premium my pillows along with two go anywhere pillows. Plus, shipping is absolutely free. Just enter the promo code word at mypillow.com. Try it. And if you don't absolutely love it, return it within 60 days for a full refund. If you've resolved to get a better night's sleep, now's the perfect time to do it. Use promo code word at mypillow.com and make my pillow yours today. That's mypillow.com. Promo code word. Join Pittsburgh Theological Seminary for the 5th Annual Community Conversation on Race and Faith on Saturday, February 9th at 2 p.m. Featuring a lecture by professor and author Herbert R. Marbury. The title of Dr. Marbury's lecture is Sacred Texts and Contested Canons, a Biblical Witness in Polarized Times. The lecture is open to the public and admission is free. The 5th Annual Community Conversation on Race and Faith, Saturday, February 9th at 2 p.m. Details at pts.edu. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. Strangely. Yes. The national days that we talk about frequently on the air. Yeah. Aren't always about what you'd expect. How so? Well, today's Kazoo Day. Oh, is it National Kazoo Day? It is. 
Today we celebrate a truly American musical instrument. The first patent issued in 1883, but the real buzz wouldn't start for another half century. In 1916, a sheet metal shop near Buffalo began manufacturing them, and thanks to vaudeville and jug bands, the zany instrument took off. The original American Kazoo Company is the only manufacturer of metal kazoos in North America. Nice. And it's open for tours, and things have been humming along there. Where are they located? More than a century, Buffalo. Oh. What's that? Is that bees? Oh. That's a kazoo orchestra, isn't it? Mike, who is this? What is this, Mike? This is the world record attempt for the largest kazoo ensemble. Nice. Um, it was on BBC Radio. Now, look, anybody can play a kazoo. You know this? No, I, I, I've proven this. No, I grew up with a kazoo. Um, How did you grow up with a kazoo? Well, you the know, same kazoo? Well, no, no. I mean... Growing up, you know, no, nobody in my family took music lessons. You know, there were seven right. of us kids. No one's, you know, paying for music lessons. Right. So I gravitated towards the kazoo. I drove my family nuts. Oh, those poor... <laughs> I just... I always had a kazoo. Because that's a really annoying instrument. No, it's actually, it's a freeing instrument. I mean, once you embrace the no, beauty it's... of the kazoo... There is no beauty. In oh, there's a lot of... What are you kidding me? Beauty there's a lot of beauty. a kazoo. Yeah. And my sisters... I mean, I'd get a kazoo. My sisters would take it and hide it. How many Top sisters, John? Five. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm countless, countless kazoos over the years disappeared. Mm-hmm. If I had a nickel for every kazoo that was thrown away by my sisters, I would probably be able to retire. Tire. So I loved the kazoo. Now, when I came here to Word FM. No, why? Let me just break it. What? Did you love the kazoo because inside you were a frustrated instrumentalist? Yes. Or were you just trying no. to annoy your sisters? No, no, no. I never wanted to annoy my sisters. I truly. Oh, you never wanted to annoy I your sisters? Never. That is an outright lie. I never did. That is a lie. I, that cannot possibly be true. Of course, wa- no, no, that might have been a secondary goal, but you cannot so, say Kat. that you never wanted to annoy your sisters. I love the joy specifically of the kazoo because it was so zany and so fun it is weird yeah now they thought otherwise no i did i you know occasionally whenever they would get upset of course then you know i'm gonna push back and you know play a little bit louder right which means that you were trying to annoy your sister yeah, maybe a little okay. bit okay i'll go cop to that but i just love the kazoo so then fast forward to when i've arrived here and they started saying, you want to go and you know visit kids in guatemala you want to go to ethiopia i was like yeah so I would go on every trip I took. I'd go down to uh, Feinberg. Mike, Mike Feinberg's Mike on Feinberg. uh, Penn Avenue in the yeah. strip. Yeah, and I would buy literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds uh, in my luggage. I would put these kazoos, hundreds of kazoos. And so wherever I went, I'd hand these kazoos out here, willy-nilly to all these kids, to like you know, to moms, to dads. I'm sure I've given away a couple thousand kazoos in my lifetime. You give these kazoos to people? They would, they didn't have a clue. <laughs> they blow into, and then I'm trying to tell them this is how this works without well, speaking a, their language. Can't do it. And I was hoping to find like one song that everybody knew, like "Happy Birthday." No, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I started playing the kazoo. They look at me like I was from you know from Mars, and eventually it would catch on. But we never had sort of that one syncopatic moment where we were all together internationally but that was probably an, un- the an unrealistic expectation i i thought it was you know like you know going to build like borders you know like you were us. all going to start doing in the brother or something you know something like that but you know of course 
They didn't do that. They're Star Wars. Listen, you want to make your kid happy? Buy your kid a kazoo. Yeah, but you want to make yourself unhappy by your kid no, a kazoo. No, no. I mean, you know, you can do that with a slide whistle. Remember those as well? Oh, but kazoo's way better than a slide uh, whistle. Those slide too. whistles are dumb. They're a total waste of money. Anybody can play kazoo any age. Um, National Kazoo Day, very happy. Do you always preserve the uh, metal? Changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The U.S. is ratcheting up pressure on embattled Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro to step down by imposing economic sanctions on Venezuela's oil company. National Security Advisor John Bolton also wants Venezuela's military and other nations to recognize Juan Guaido as the country's new president. I call on all responsible nations to recognize interim president Guaido immediately. Maduro has made clear he will not recognize Guaido or call for new elections. Now is the time to stand for democracy and prosperity in Venezuela. The embattled Maduro still holds the reins in Venezuela, but the U.S. and its allies are using economic and diplomatic pressure to push him out. Maduro is accusing the U.S. of openly leading a coup against him. On Wall Street, the Dow on by 209 points. The Nasdaq dropped 79. The S&P lower by 20. This is SRN News. Question, do you have a health insurance plan you are not happy with? Well, Bethany and Jason thought they were stuck. Their plan just kept getting more expensive, and Bethany's favorite doctor didn't even take that plan anymore. And then some friends at church told them about MediShare. With our previous insurance, we were paying $1,200 a month. With MediShare, we now pay around $600 a month. Yes, they're paying $600 less per month, and that's a pretty typical savings with MediShare. And they actually like MediShare more. I was able to go back to my original doctor that I absolutely loved, and it's just been an absolutely beautiful thing being a part of MediShare. Yeah, so they pay a lot less, and they like it more. No wonder MediShare is growing so fast. Find out more. They're super easy to talk to. All you have to do is call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-B-I-B-L-E, 844-41-BIBLE. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit. From pre-K through 12th grade, through 47 state-certified full-time teachers, and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. You own a local business or any business and your national competition has a backroom of digital marketing minions who are eating your lunch but you can beat them with our digital marketing experts we're salem surround we can surround potential customers with your message wherever they engage search surf socialize or review we offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales we make every digital dollar count towards sales success we won't waste your money salem surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders letting you do what you do best run your business while we deliver customers from everywhere now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with salem surround 
total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. Rain at times through this evening will turn to snow late tonight, cause slippery travel after midnight. Low will be 27. Snow will taper to flurries early tomorrow. Total accumulation an inch or two. Mostly cloudy and colder the rest of the day with temperatures falling to high teens. Mostly cloudy low six tomorrow night. Snow squalls late and early Wednesday can accumulate up to an inch. Otherwise, harsh cold moves in on Wednesday. I'm Hacky Weather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, welcome. Thanks for coming along today. Happy to be this uh, Monday afternoon. The days are longer. Look, here it is. Five after five. It's light outside. It's very light outside. I feel good about it. You're good. I don't care about the polar vortex. It's just winter. It is winter. It's going to be cold. Why do we have to put like huge banners up saying like coldest winter or coldest day in a generation? Come on, in a generation. Coldest days in a generation. Good grief. How will we survive? So you get frozen bread and frozen milk instead, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, just put a hat on. I mean, what's just, it's a big deal. Yeah. Although, you know, I did have to replace my car battery last week. I do. I remember that. So I think I'm glad I did. Heck yeah, you are. Yeah. So Heck yeah, you are. In case your battery's flagging, this might be a good time Mm -hmm. to, Get in there before it does fall. Invest in that. Yeah, and of course, you know, common sense. Don't go outside, (laughs) put a hat on. If you know somebody who's elderly or someone Mm -hmm. who's, you know, fringe, who might need some extra help, make sure you check in. That's all. I mean, you know, watch out for each other. That's all. Hey, um, so apparently we can put a piece of Pittsburgh on the moon. Now, both you and I have been down to the Heinz History Center where we saw the wonderful Back to the Moon exhibition. Right. The Apollo 11. Yep. It closes February 18th. Now, as part of this, a local company, Astrobotic, is going to have a, a, a contest that they are going to, this is their business. Astrobotic is in the business of sending payloads, something called the Peregrine Lander, capable of delivering payloads to the moon for companies, governments, universities, nonprofits, and individuals. The going rate to do this, which they have not yet done it, the going rate is $1.2 million per kilogram. The lucky- so we have to pay per kilogram? No, because they're going to do because they're a Pittsburgh company on their inaugural blast off to the moon Mm -hmm. as they deliver payloads to the moon. Mm -hmm. They're going to allow Pittsburgh to be represented, their hometown. Okay, good. So as part of that representation, they're saying, let's send up a vote. And what piece of Pittsburgh would we like to send on the moon? Now, Charlie Mm -hmm. Duke, who was an astronaut for um, Apollo 15, I believe, he famously put a family photograph of himself and his wife and his kids, sealed it in a little, you know, um, um, uh, what, uh, a little baggy thing. Oh, yeah, like a Ziploc? A Ziploc okay. bag, put it on the moon, and then took a photograph of it. 
it's been sitting there for decades. We think. Undisturbed. We're not sure. So at some point, as this peregrine lander lands on the moon, it will sit there until someone at some point, probably in the not too distant future, within the next 20 or 30 years, I would think, comes upon this piece of the peregrine lander and discovers a piece of Pittsburgh. So at the Heinz History Center site, you can go and vote. Would it be uh, a Heinz pickle? Does that represent Pittsburgh? A piece of the terrible towel? A recording of Fred Rogers singing, Won't You Be My Neighbor? You can go now to the Heinz History Center site and cast your vote. Now, there are specific ones that are already that I've said, but there also is room for write-in campaigns as well. Mm-hmm. If you were going to vote to put a piece of Pittsburgh on the moon, what would it be? I've prepared a list. Oh, okay. A list. How could you pick one thing? Because it's $1.3 million per kilogram. Listen, first of all, I'm not going to win the contest. So second of all, I'm not concerned about how much I'm going to have to pay to get all these things on the spaceship. But you're offering some good suggestions. I think I have excellent suggestions. Okay. How many do you have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Hold forth. Because I've only got a couple. A bottle of Heinz ketchup and a pickle pen. Way too expensive. Forget it. Too big. Not going to happen. One of the trains from the original Buell Planetarium. Oh, my goodness. That weighs about 15 pounds. Isn't that a good idea? It's a good idea. But does that say Pittsburgh? Yes. It's a train from the Buell Planetarium. One potato patch fry. (laughs) Okay. All right. I mean, if you want, I could include condiments. No, because, again, that's more millions of dollars we're going to spend. One terrible towel. Too expensive. Too big. The Kaufman's clock. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> on the surface of the moon. Yes. Meet me at the Kaufman's clock on the moon. Wouldn't that be cool if you could say, meet cool. me at the Kaufman's clock, and it would be like a really long trip? Yeah, that'd be cool. Part of the brick wall from Forbes Field. Just part of it. Mm-hmm. Not the whole wall? Not the whole wall. Okay, fine. A Stanley Cup. Oh, <laughs> that'd be nice. The Stanley Cup on the moon. How about like just um, a puck? No, I want the cup because right. everybody, anybody can have a cup. Lots right. of people play hockey. Okay. Not everybody wins. The cup's on the moon. The Christmas tree from the Horns building downtown. Oh, my goodness gracious. I would love to see that on the moon. It's my last one. Are you ready? Yeah. A pierogi. <laughs> <laughs> that says Pittsburgh right on it. I wonder, it wouldn't go bad. Do you think it would go bad? I mean, it's cold up there. It'd probably just be frozen. There's no wind, right? No, there's There's nothing. There's no atmosphere. So if there's no atmosphere, maybe the pierogi will just sit there. It might, yeah. I wonder if it would get sort of like sunburnt because, you know, know, I don't think. It might get covered over with moon dust. Yeah, no, I don't think. There's no atmosphere to kick stuff around. Maybe it becomes a moon rock. Maybe it becomes a moon rock. Yeah. The pierogi. You might save a life because whoever finds it might be like really hungry and exactly. go, give me a pierogi. I think I would probably get a, put a sauerkraut one up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, any particular reason why the sauerkraut? Well, it seems yinzer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all yinzer, but sauerkraut seems more yinzer. Yeah. I mean, I tr- I, of all of them, I do love the idea of the Kaufman's clock Okay. Uh, on the moon. Mm-hmm. That'd be very cool. Thank you. Very nice. Okay, my one and only suggestion is Roberto Clemente's baseball card. On the moon. Mm, wonderful idea. Because Roberto Clemente died trying to get to Nicaragua. He should at least be on the moon. I think it's a great idea. Okay, that's my choice. I mean, so between the two of us, we've come up with 10. I've come up with nine. <laughs> and you come up with one. But still, I think it's an admirable list. Quit it. Okay. I think it's an admirable list. I, I feel like 
We support one another's ideas. Yeah. I like your Roberto Clemente card a lot. I think mine has a better chance than any of yours. I'm just saying. A potato patch fry would not take up much room. But it doesn't really it doesn't say Pittsburgh. It's just like you know. It's just like a, an old. It's, it's like an Orida. It doesn't have any connection to it. Okay, you have insulted every person who's ever worked at the Potato Patch by saying it's just like an Orida, no, because it's not like an Orida. It, it's a Potato Patch fry. But it doesn't say Pittsburgh on it. It says Pittsburgh to anyone who knows. My Clemente card would go, oh, who's this guy? Well, who's so Roberto would my Clemente? Stanley Cup, and so would my terrible towel, and so would my part of the brick pounds. wall at Forms Field. How much of a brick wall are you going to send up to the moon? Just enough that has the little number on it. All right. What was the number that Bill Mazeroski hit the hit the uh, home run over? What do you mean? I, I the number. The, the, 360 maybe? I don't know what I it is. It's, I don't either. It's a number of feet. Yeah. All right. I think we should take that brick. Might be a couple bricks that it's written on. It's way too. Mike, do you have any suggestions? Because Kath had nine. I had one. How about a CD of the single of this song? <laughs> That's totally Pittsburgh. Oh, my That's God. funny. If it's going to be music, we need some Donny Iris. No. Renegade. Yeah, we need some Donny yeah, but, Iris. Yeah, but Renegade is what you hear at Heinz Field. Exactly. It's kind of important that you play that. Right. I mean, you could put some Donny Iris. I Don- think you need some Donny. Donny. Yeah. All right. So go and vote, right? Put it up there on the moon. If you're going to come up with a better idea than me, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. I'll put a post up here on Facebook. I want to hear your idea. See, here's, the, here's the problem, because you know soon the moon will be colonized, and then they're going to start to... What do you mean soon? You sound like Alexandria Cortez that the Earth's going to end in 12 years. <laughs> no, no, what no, do no. you mean soon? Soon. I would say within the next 20 to 30 years, people will arrive on the moon with heavy equipment, and they're going to start to dig into the moon's and, surface, and, they're and they're going to send back material to the earth and they're going to wish they had some condiments which is why i'm sending up the heinz ketchup they need entertainment i think eventually my guess is most likely within 50 years most of the things minus the brick wall from forbes field and the kinds clock uh coffin's clock clock. is going to make it to the moon there's there's going to be we're going to dirty the moon up you know that well we've dirtied the earth up so i right. don't think so we're it's gonna, like you know, a big shock that we dirty the moon soon there'll be a trash heap on the moon and now this will be just the first piece of trash some will say to the moon what about the tree from horns that That's, would be good that would give some dimension yeah i guess they'll be pretty soon they'll be advertising on the moon as well which um, there probably already is i mean when you look at the nasa you know spaceships it does say nasa on there so people I mean, it's, the, it's the least we can do since they put all the time and effort into creating the thing that we actually put their name on the side i'm glad we have glad we have all right yeah all right, you find can us vote. on facebook the ride home with john and kathy we're taking your votes okay. what part of pittsburgh would you send to the moon WORD with more fun for your family. Always fun. It's Word FM Family Skate Night at Neville Roller Drone. It's really fun. We're taking over the roller rink and bringing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music along for you to skate to. My whole family loves it. My kids love it. Isn't it great? We'll have great prize giveaways too. Bring your roller skates if you've got them or rent a pair there. It's fun for your church group, youth organization, or your whole family. The kids love it and so do we. Word FM Skate Night at Neville Roller Drone. Neville Island, February 4th from 6.30 till 9. Let's go have fun. Get details and directions at wordfm.com slash skate. 
might get stuck with a Medicare plan that leaves you at a disadvantage. Medicare open enrollment season has been extended through March 31st, so take advantage of your final opportunity this year to make a one-time switch to real Medicare coverage that includes traditional Medicare Part B and the Part D prescription drug plan. The team at Marley Financial knows Medicare is confusing. They know you have questions, and their team of experts can guide you through all the options available to help you make the best choice possible. A comprehensive Medicare plan that lets you access any doctor or hospital you want without a referral, with lower deductibles, and co-pays little to none. A Medicare plan that's focused not just on cost, but on quality. So don't get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses. Call Marley Financial today. 724-884-1496. Deadline is March 31st. Find them online, marleyfg.com. You may have to think hard about this. When was the last time you and your spouse went on a date? How about a date night where you had fun and made memories? It's been a while, hasn't it? Well, never fear, because the ultimate date night is near. For more than 20 years, marriage edutainers Jay and Laura LaFoon have been helping couples laugh together, sing together, and even dance cheek-to-cheek together while learning and growing closer together. The ultimate date night is a two-hour marriage experience where Jay and Laura LaFoon help couples reconnect. And whether you've been married one week or 75 years, you'll come away feeling closer to your spouse. In fact, 98% of people who attended the ultimate date night felt it added value to their marriage. Think the other two percent were in the bathroom when we took the survey. Don't miss your ultimate date night coming soon. Word FM presents the ultimate date night with Jay and Laura Lafoon Friday, February first at Christchurch at Grove Farm. Tickets just forty eight dollars a pair. Special VIP package including dinner also available. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash date night. Hundreds of ministries have discovered the success of a partnership with OnePlace.com, the largest online Christian broadcast platform on the web. Here's Greg Laurie. By partnering with OnePlace, we've been able to expand our online ministry in a way that complements our current web strategy for maximize outreach and impact. And Dr. David Jeremiah. Many of the new listeners we reach here each day through One Place are now faithful ministry supporters. Introduce your ministry to our audience. Visit us at oneplaceradio.com. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, in the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Needle Road. Visit TrinityJewelers.com. If you've got a, um, a room full of believers, Christian believers in a room, and you brought up the subject of communion. There would be so many varying opinions and thoughts and ideas about what Holy Communion is all about. I think it all depends upon the faith that you're born into and and how you look at the host or the bread and the wine. Jason Sharon is with us. Jason is a regular guest on our show. He joins us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, PA. Jason, always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Jace, this morning I was uh, with my dad, and he's been in the hospital for a couple months. And um, so a Eucharistic minister came in the door this morning, and he said, hey, you know, said hi to my dad, hi to me. And your, your dad's Catholic? Yes, my dad's Catholic. And uh, he said, do you want to take communion? 
And my dad said yes, and then he asked me, and I said yes, and so we took communion, and and so he he, he was wonderful, and you know we prayed together, and you know followed the procedure and all those sorts of things. Anyway, as he was leaving, I was thinking about how he can walk into a room and say, do you want to take communion? And he can have two people that can either say yes or no. But I wondered if in 50 years, when America is different and America has become more secularized, I wonder if people are going to walk into a room and they're going to say, do you want to take communion? And elderly people are going to say, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's already happening. Um, I, I uh, go to hospitals, and um, that's uh, the case with younger patients, you know, uh, people who are in their 20s, 30s. Okay. Uh, I've encountered a few uh, who didn't really know what it was. They just a piece of bread, you know. Um, and uh, so you, you have to kind of explain it to them. But, I mean, that doesn't happen with patients who are in their 70s or 80s. Right. And all those, those patients, uh, they know what it is. So, de- so just describe what it is you do then. So you show up at the hospital. Are you on rotation with uh, other pastors, other priests? Yeah, I, I'm over at Jefferson Hospital usually, and I uh, uh, sometimes I go to St. Clair, but usually Jefferson Hospital and, uh, um, you know, visit the sick, and, and uh, the people want communion. Um, and uh, sometimes, you know, the person in the next bed is uh, will strike up a conversation, and, and uh, you know, they'll want, they'll want some attention, and uh, you, you, get, you get interesting responses like that. A lot of them are well-meaning, but they, they've really been what we call uncatechized. You know, they haven't been taught. Uh, the the mystery of the faith and uh, the beauty of it, uh, so they know that there's a God, there's that God is love, um, and that God is good. Uh, but you know what is what is this this bread? What does it symbolize? Or what is it? What is it for real? Uh, that's lost on them. Right now, you bring up the, the word symbolism, right? Because there are some people who look at the the body, uh, the, the bread and the wine purely as a symbol. Other people believe that it really is flesh incarnate of Christ. Yes. Yeah. Now I. I I understand your your listenership is isn't uh, you know they're not all, they're not Catholic. It's mostly. a mix. It's a mix, you know. But you know our our belief uh, um, is you know taken from uh, what we believe uh, the words of Christ. You know, uh, take eat. This is my body. Uh, and same with the chalice. Uh, drink. This is my blood. Um, and that's that's from John chapter six. You know when Christ. Uh, uh, well that. That's the Last Supper, but, you know, Christ begins to explain it in John chapter 6 after he takes them out and uh, he feeds them and then they want to know more. And, and he says, um, you know, my, my, my flesh is real food, my blood is real drink, and um, uh, you cannot have life within you unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. So, uh, I mean, we take that, we take that very, uh, very literally, um, that, uh, you know, Christ is not just spirit. Uh, Christ is uh, truly spirit and flesh. And so if he's going to promise to be with us at all times, as he did in, you know, at the end of Matthew's gospel, then he's going to be with us uh, in spirit and in flesh. And he, what Christ lived has passed now into the sacraments, into communion, in, uh, in faith. So it's, uh, you can't, you, can, you know, you, we see it with the eyes of faith. What the apostles saw, they saw with their eyes. But it's the same Christ. Uh, but we, we apprehend him and love him in faith. Now, what's interesting for me is that the Catholic, her dad is Catholic. Kathy is not Catholic. But today, as a, a priest makes the rounds, uh, it's not even a priest. What's it called? Eucharist, Eucharistic minister. A Eucharistic minister. So someone comes in and they say, would you like communion? Now, many people would sort of disavow Kathy from receiving 
the, the body and the blood mm-hmm. because she herself is not Catholic. I mean, that's pretty common, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if someone's not Catholic, they shouldn't – there are exceptions, but the, the general rule is they shouldn't receive communion. The extraordinary minister of the Eucharist probably assumed that, you know, her dad's Catholic, uh, Kathy's Catholic, and uh, uh, that sounds nice. Kathy's Catholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, is Kathy's going to receive the Eucharist. Um, but, uh, I mean, we, we have – I mean, there are exceptions, like, um, uh, for example, Orthodox. They're not Catholic, but um, Orthodox are allowed to receive communion in a Catholic church if, you know, they don't have access to one of their own parishes. Uh, we welcome them. And uh, I, I think it, the same is true for high church Anglicans uh, or high church Episcopalians, so long as they have the understanding, uh, the same faith that we do, that this is, you know, really the, you know, the, the real presence of Christ under the appearance of bread and wine. Talk about about your your act as you pray over the bread and the wine that from a catholic perspective there is a change in what happens that at the start of mass uh even though it's uh it's one thing but then what you do as a priest turns it or helps it become something else right yes yeah so um the the roman catholics call that the consecration uh, in the in the Orthodox or in the Eastern Catholic tradition, we call that part of the liturgy the anaphora, the offering, and uh, we believe that uh, I mean, God loves us so much that He wants uh, to be as near to us as is possible in this on this side of heaven. And what could be more intimate than uh, you know giving of Himself, like a mother gives of her breast own milk. breast milk to her her her, her young. Uh, so. Um, uh, Christ wants to feed us with his his own life giving body and blood um, like uh, you know like a, a mother hen you know <laughs> or like in the middle ages they had the depictions of a pelican you know uh, mm-hmm. beating open its its breast to feed its own blood to its right. starving young so uh, it's not unfathomable that God would want to do that if he could um, if he could turn you know uh, uh water come out of the uh, the rock uh uh in in uh for moses in, in the desert then uh he, he can turn uh ordinary things into extraordinary things so then i wonder what happened you know of course the reformation changed everything but it, it essentially changed the way millions of people worldwide accept or look at or interpret communion don't they yeah um i haven't read luther's passages on communion for a long time, so I don't want to quote anything, but uh, my rusty memory seems to recall that even Luther, you know, uh, believed in what they call consubstantiation, you know, that at the moment of reception, it becomes that. Uh, but I may be wrong on that, but I think that even even the early reformers, uh, like Luther, um, uh, you know, believed in consubstantiation. Mm-hmm. Do, I wonder, and I've never asked a preach this, but do you... As you go through this process of transformation, does something change in you? Um, no, I mean it. it you're, you're beset with distractions at, during that time as well as any time. I mean, the devil is always trying to you know, distract us, and yes. so on. On one hand, there isn't any um, anything uh, extraordinary going through my mind at that moment, um, but at the other hand, there, there is something extraordinary, mm-hmm. like. I, I, I fear to tread where I am. Yeah, you know? because that's the way life is, right? Is that yeah. There are moments that are Lifted. profound and moments that are ordinary at the same time. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So I, I try to concentrate as much as I can on, on the words and what's happening. But, you know, if the altar boys are fidgeting and, and I, 
th- those distractions are just as real. Um, but it is very, very humbling. And, and there, is, there is a certain presence, I have to say, um, during that holy, that holy time, that uh, kairos, that, uh, yeah, there is a, a, a something sacred, and I can't put my, my finger on it, but there is something especially unique during that time of prayer. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting, Jason, that there are times when when it's kind of like – at least in my life, like the veil is lifted and you start to see something, you start to see a little of the profundity of what is happening to you Mm. or what it is that you're engaging in. And then other times you could be doing the exact same thing and it just seems ordinary. And I don't know what that is, but I mean, I think I know what it is. I shouldn't say that. I, I, I do believe that there are times when God's presence is more real. And I don't know if that's his choice or his initiative, or at the time, or that somehow we are more open at sometimes rather than other times. But I think it's that interesting mixture of of profoundness and ordinary that we're kind of caught in. It's like seeing through a mirror darkly. Yeah, that we can only hope that we we in faith that there'll be a time when we'll see face to face. But sometimes we see a little. Yeah, I, I think uh, the difference between most of us and the saints, you know, the, the ones who are really close to to, to the Lord, uh, is that. Uh, um, they can see the divine and the holy in in mm-hmm. everything, and for for so many of us, uh, because of sin or ignorance uh, or fear, is that you know we get them we get we get the chance to see these things once in a while, you know. Um, but uh, uh, those who are who are near and dear to Christ, I think they uh, they probably have a have an opportunity to to see. The hand of God in everything, and, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why they're so they're so happy. I, mm-hmm. I wonder about that because you know, I think all of us have friends who, f- for whatever reason, cannot believe or choose not to believe. So, is there a way? I wonder if you know. I think about my own self. Is there a way to activate a deeper? holiness, a deeper openness towards things that are seen and unseen, that are wholly beyond my understanding. And if, if, if it's that way for me, then how is that not way for people who are not believers as well? Hmm. I think uh, one of the things is um, simply looking at how um, the early church uh, and those first Christians, how they uh, um, uh, apprehended a lot of this. Um, if, if we look at if that's kind of the model, you know, of of how uh, we should strive for greater holiness, uh, that really helps us uh, because just the, just the the intentionality of it all. Yes, yes. Um, also, knowing though that others have gone down this path before us, we're not we're not blazing a path here. Right, right. And and uh, um, I think that's a huge help is just to have mentors in the faith, mentors who are walking with us here now today. But also mentors who you know who've gone before us, marked with the sign of faith. You know, uh, Hebrews speaks about the great cloud of witnesses. Uh, so, how did these great men and women um, in the 19th century, um, in the 18th century, in the fourth century, in the ninth century, and uh, what what did they put down on paper? You know, recording for us uh, as as benchmarks that these are the things that that we Christians believe. Uh, those are all huge helps. Mm-hmm. In your faith, in the Ukrainian Catholic Church, you say that anyone, if you're, if you're a, you know, a, an infant, a, a two-year-old can receive communion. Um, 
even though there's something that's sacred and holy about it, and there are many other, you know, whether it's Catholic or not, there's sort of a dividing line where you have to wait until the age of reason to accept this into your life. Yeah, that's a different practice uh, in the between the Eastern Catholics and the uh, Roman Catholics, or between the Orthodox and the Western Christians. Um, so we, along with the Orthodox, we give Holy Communion to uh, infants. So if someone's newly baptized, let's say the little guy is you know two months old, uh, the day he's baptized, we give him uh, confirmation with the with the, the sacred chrism, uh, obviously baptism, and then we give him Holy Communion. Uh, and our understanding is that. This is as near as you will get on earth of a pure icon of Christ because this little child has no sin. They've just been baptized. They are the precious ones of God. Uh, so how could we possibly say that they're not worthy of, of communion? Now people mm-hmm. will respond and say, well, they don't understand it. But I say, who among us understands the mysteries of God? Mm-hmm. And who among us understands the beauty and the fire of baptism. I mean, that that's that's mind-boggling. Uh, none of us fully understand things like this. But the last thing is that here's the danger. If it requires my understanding for God's mysteries to be real, forget it. Forget it. So it doesn't depend on my understanding. And uh, what, it, what it does depend upon is God's selfless giving mm-hmm. of his eternal life-giving grace. And I'm not going to let that... Uh, I'm not going to prevent that from flowing right. into the life of a little three-month-old. Yes, and, and, and older, my willingness to accept that regardless. Amen. Yeah. Now, communion is also, I mean, we've, we've talked about the kind of the sacramental aspect of it, you know, what is it? Yes. But uh, the, the bigger, I guess, more relevant issue of late in, in news and whatnot is the issue of what does it signify? And uh, that's a whole other issue because it it, it is the, the, the body and blood of Christ. We Catholics and Orthodox believe that. But it symbolizes unity, the unity of the body of Christ. Uh, and that's what it affects in us. So it has two things. It symbolizes unity, and by partaking of it, it, it has that effect on us. You yeah. know, one body, one food. Which I, I love to think of, you know, at, at any particular moment throughout the day, somewhere in this world, someone is receiving communion. I mean, I, I'm sure of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that, that lineage of do this in memory of me goes on and on and on to untold billions of people throughout the centuries. But woe to us if we partake of it unworthily. Like St. Saint, Saint Paul mm-hmm. speaks of that because the Corinthian church, as we all know, was a, they were a wild, wild uh, uh, bunch of uh, – well, they, 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 were, they were his, his, his problem child. We'll leave it at that. And, and St. Paul says, you know, is uh, uh, do not – partake of the of the blood of Christ and worthy you'll be you'll be worth liable to judgment uh, so that's something that we have to really keep in mind now I think in years past people were a little too uh, too too afraid to approach for communion and now we're too lax I think awesome. just hey just come on up everyone's coming up for communion so good yeah yeah and uh, we have to really have some due diligence there Jason Sharon Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie PA Jace thank you so much thank you How long 
has it been since you and your spouse got away for an evening? You know what I mean? A night where you don't have to do the cooking or wash the dishes or tell the waiting staff to go to bed. A night where you don't have to pack Cheerios and where you don't plan to run some errands on the way home. Bottom line, when was the last time you two got to just laugh together? Make room on your calendar for the ultimate date night with Jay and Laura LaFoon. You may ask, what is an ultimate date night? It's the perfect place to laugh and learn to love each other better. It's like no other marriage event you've ever been to because you'll actually enjoy it. Join us. You know you need a good laugh. Word FM presents The Ultimate Date Night with Jay and Laura LaFoon, an ultimate evening of marriage edutainment. Friday, February 1st at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Tickets just $48 a pair. Special VIP package including dinner also available. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash date night. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive rate shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then and if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Hundreds of ministries have discovered the success of a partnership with OnePlace.com, the largest online Christian broadcast platform on the web. Here's Greg Laurie. By partnering with OnePlace, we've been able to expand our online ministry in a way that complements our current web strategy for maximized outreach and impact. And Dr. David Jeremiah. Many of the new listeners we reach here each day through One Place are now faithful ministry supporters. Introduce your ministry to our audience. Visit us at oneplaceradio.com. So the new semester of Grove City College, of course, all colleges underway. But you know, as I'm driving my boy uh, up to Grove City a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about you know what to expect for the winter spring semester. And, you know, he made the comment, well, you know, what I like about uh, Grove City is that as the semester gets underway, most of the college gathers together in chapel and there are prayers for what's about to take mm-hmm. place. And I thought, man, I mean, I, all the I years know. I was in college, Maybe. I never prayed with anybody, guarantee you, anybody that was my friend, my teacher, an administrator, none of that. And I said to him, you know, you know, what you're doing here is really different. This is extremely special that you're in this kind of community of fellow believers who have Jesus Christ in their midst. And he was like, that's why I chose it. That's why I'm happy to be here. So I don't want to, you know, overestimate the nature of Grove City because Kath and I have talked about how we love Grove City mm-hmm. and Our that community there. there right? But at the same time, when you know that your kids there yeah. in that community that's invaluable. It really is. And considering the excellence of Grove City and their educational prowess and the men and women who are stepping alongside in the classroom every day, what a great community to be part of. Right. So you're combining the community. You're combining the academics and the training. I don't think you can beat it. I agree. Let's- Find out more information. GCC.edu. Rain at times through this evening will turn to snow late tonight, cause slippery travel after midnight. The low will be 27. Snow will taper to flurries early tomorrow. Total accumulation an inch or two. Mostly cloudy and colder the rest of the day with temperatures falling to the high teens. Mostly cloudy those six tomorrow night. Snow squalls late and early Wednesday can accumulate up to an inch. Otherwise, harsh cold moves in on Wednesday. I'm Hacky Weather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM.
Hey, Ben Shapiro, the uh, conservative uh, pundit commentator, he was on campus at the University of Pittsburgh November the 14th, shortly after the uh, Tree of Life massacre. And it, this, this appearance by Ben Shapiro was scheduled long before. It just happened to coincide time-wise by that. Now, did you mention that he was Jewish? Uh, I did not, no. Uh, yeah, so, so Ben Shapiro, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, he is a Jewish commentator. But, you know, he speaks and to the general and he's, population. And he's, and he's a, but he's also a, a practicing religious Jew. I'm not sure if, sure if he's an Orthodox Jew. Um, I believe he – and he's practicing in some way. I right. don't want to categorize him, but that figures into the story. So as Ben Shapiro made his way under the Pitt campus, uh, two groups, the Pitt College Republicans or the Young Americans Foundation, which were Pitt – uh, were somehow flagged for paying an extra charge of $5,546 just two days before Pen- Ben Shapiro made his scheduled appearance. Apparently, the uh, the fee, this over $5,000 fee, was for security and extra measures because Ben Shapiro, for whatever reason... Because he's, because he's a conservative and he's on a college campus, somehow this engenders anger and protest and everything. Right. Um, because we've become such an illiberal society. We can't hear from someone whose perspective is different than ours. The fee is part of what they call, this is interesting, a heckler's veto. A heckler's veto? Yeah, that that stifles minority or unpopular viewpoints. So Pitt was insisting that someone better pay this. And, of course, Ben Shapiro did arrive did make an appearance, which did not con- cause any sort of, you know, rancor or no, tended, deep hard, hard, hard controversy on campus. Con- attended by hundreds of people, enjoyed. Right. So now we hear that Pitt has, after this time of consideration over the break and whatnot, has decided to absorb this $5,500 fee to themselves and not make uh, the Young American Foundation or um, the college Republicans pay the fee. Good. Well, that's a great choice. Now, I believe – now, this is just me – I believe that had not the Tree of Life massacre happened – And had not Ben Shapiro been Jewish. Right. Then they would have enforced this fee. But I think probably in a sign of goodwill, which is fine, right. for whatever good reason, the fee has been let go. Either way. doesn't matter even to me why they did it. I'm glad they did it. Look, it's a college campus. Listen, why can't we just welcome people in a spirit of generosity even with – even if we know we're not going to like what they say. One hundred one point five WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Does what you think affect how you live? Listen to Adrian Rogers. When you were born again, you were born to win. God did not save you for a defeated life. God's plan for you, precious friend, is victory. And he has a plan for you for victory in your thought life. Tune in to learn about how to change your thought life this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. 
term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Join Pittsburgh Theological Seminary for the 5th Annual Community Conversation on Race and Faith on Saturday, February 9th at 2 p.m. Featuring a lecture by professor and author Herbert R. Marbury. The title of Dr. Marbury's lecture is Sacred Texts and Contested Canons, a Biblical Witness in Polarized Times. The lecture is open to the public and admission is free. The 5th Annual Community Conversation on Race and Faith, Saturday, February 9th at 2 p.m. Details at pts.edu. At the CMA Foundation, we believe every child should have the access and opportunity to participate in quality music programs. I'm Sarah Evans. Music has always been a huge part of my life. Music education isn't just important if you're going to make it your career. It also helps children develop the abilities that set them up for lifelong success. Music is transformative, and I want to ensure that it is never silenced. Learn more at itstartswithme.org. JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com is the best place to find half-off deals for restaurants, events, and more. Right now, text JPH Radio to 21777 and receive an additional 20% off your first purchase. That's JPH Radio to 21777. Text and data rates may apply. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional Dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com Well, the Academy Awards are coming up at the end of February. February 24th. Sunday evening, February 24th. It's a as it always is, it's a weird mix of um, entertainment and crazy politics, but really what it is is a celebration of, of good movies. Wade Bearden is with us. Wade's been a regular guest on our show. He is uh, the host of, co-host of Seeing and Believing, a film and TV podcast that searches for the sacred on screen. Wade, my friend, how are you? Hey, I'm I'm doing pretty well. We just got through a, a lot of films at the end of the year, made my top ten list, so I I've got some breathing room now. <laughs> nice. So this is sort of a yeah. downtime, I guess, in some ways for you. You know, it, it is. January is kind of a slow month for films, and uh, I think it gives people an opportunity to kind of catch up before the Oscars. Uh, for me, I saw a bunch of those movies earlier at the uh, this month and at the end of December. So, yeah, it is a little bit slower getting ready for the Academy Awards. Nice. Now, has your, has your top ten mirrored the Best Picture Oscar nominations? No, no, it doesn't. You know, only one film from my top ten made it. Uh, really, as a nominee? Yeah, for for best picture nominee, and that's Roma. Nice. Uh, I, you know, I was a little disappointed this year for some of the nominees. There, there are some 
There's some good ones, um, but Best Picture, I felt like, was a little weak this year. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so what would you have included in your top list of Best Pictures that they didn't? Yeah, so, well, I, I, you know, I could go through a couple of them. Yeah, please do. First Reformed is a, is a great film. It didn't make my number one, but it's, it's really great. And I, I think it's one of those that, uh, that would have normally gotten nominated, given the subject matter, uh, given the pedigree of the film. I really like Deborah Granick's Leave No Trace. Uh, that movie, I think, is fantastic on so many levels. You have First Man. Oh, yeah. uh, it, it, got some, it got nominations in the technical categories, but not in Best Picture. And then my so my favorite film of the year was uh, the Coen Brothers, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, mm. kind of Looney Tunes western. Yeah. yeah, and I'd like to like to see that as well. And then I liked uh, I liked Eighth Grade. It's a fantastic little movie that didn't get any nomination. Yeah. So I think those would be kind of a handful uh, of the films that I would include there. Nice. Now I got to be honest. Um, tell me about Leave No Trace. I don't know it. Yeah. So Leave No Trace is directed by Deborah Granick and her previous film that she did was Winter's Bone. Oh, so it stars yeah. Ben Foster and uh, a young performer named Thomason McKenzie. And it's this father and daughter. They live in a state park. He's oh, suffering, right. the father's suffering from PTSD, and they get discovered. And they have to, uh, they have to get back into the, the bustle of normal, everyday life. Right. Now, this is and streaming, isn't it? It, you know, it is streaming. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, you can also kind of rent it everywhere. And uh, it, it's a, a slower film, but it, I think it really does a fine job of highlighting the effects uh, that this man went through and his struggle to keep his relationship with his daughter as well as to relate to the people around him. It's, it's a really great picture. Very nice. Now, um, like you, Wade, I saw and loved First Man. I was surprised that it did not get hardly any, uh, any love by the Academy. Talk about First Man and uh, the origins of the story. So it's directed by Damien Chazelle, who also directed La La Land and Whiplash. And La La Land... Oh, came close. Well, actually, it, it did win Best Picture for, what, 30 seconds? <laughs> Maybe, um, yeah. That, yeah. That whole scene. Uh, you know, and so that's why I was a little surprised it didn't get nominated for Best Picture. But it tells the story of Neil Armstrong and his uh, journey to the moon. And okay. it's a little bit different than what you might normally expect. It focuses mainly on his life, his family life, the challenge associ- challenges associated with the journey. And... What I appreciated about the movie is it looked at the grief in his life and how that grief pushed him to search for transcendence or purpose or meaning. Mm. And so I found it to be a a very spiritual film, even if it didn't talk very much about God. But these scenes, you know, these scenes where Ryan Gosling's character, Armstrong, he's, he's looking at the stars and he's looking for meaning, he's looking for purpose. And I think that tragedy can do that to us. We look for, for something greater, something bigger. And uh, he's shooting for the stars. He's shooting for the heavens. But I think it's a, it's a parable of how we, we look to, to God and look to meaning 
to try to make sense of the things around us. That's wonderful. That's spot on. I mean, I agree as well. It's surprising, and this is not a spoiler because, you know, if you know anything about Neil Armstrong, the story is that his daughter died. She was a toddler, yeah. and, and she passed away. And, of course, that, you know, that changes a parent's life forever. And in that story, I think you're, you're right about this. It did propel him to something greater than himself. W- without that perhaps happening, he would have been a different kind of guy. Yes, and, and then, too, I love the film. It it gets to the end. This man experienced something great, an incredible achievement, and yet you still get the the feeling that that the story is, isn't is going to end on a happy note, that there's something more. If you know more about Armstrong's character and his marriage, you kind of know what happened. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we, we search for all of these things in life, and uh, if we're not searching for God, this is my take on it, if we're not searching for God, uh, then... We might get these things that fulfill us for a little bit, but ultimately there's there's still this hole in our lives. Nice. You know, uh, recently, uh, Wade, we had a, um, a, a a film festival, Projecting Hope Film Festival, which were explicitly okay. Christian films. And I wonder, you know, I, I think you look at films, mainstream films, and you're always looking for the God in those films, which I think is you know, an excellent way to look at art, isn't it? It, it can be. You know, you don't want to go into a film and every character is a Christ figure, right? right? right. But at the same time, you know, what is religion? Religion is uh, looking for meaning, purpose in life. What is this life all about? Why are we here? How did we get here? And I think you can look at these filmmakers, even if they're not Christian, and see how they're wrestling with those questions. And for us, we can acknowledge, hey, the, like, for instance, first man, hey, this filmmaker is looking for something bigger than us, bigger than the natural world. And maybe we don't land on the same conclusion, but it can help us as we talk about our faith, as we understand our faith, and as we assess our beliefs. And so that's why I think it's important to really dig deep into the movies we watch. You know, I, I love entertaining pictures and pictures that are just kind of you know, blow them up, uh, superhero pictures. And those can be really good, and many of those are great and have deep meaning. Uh, but I think it's important to push ourselves to uh, to look at art that that goes a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not wrong to to eat fast food, but it's probably not good to do it all the time. So I push people, hey, get outside your comfort zone and maybe watch some films that you don't normally watch, and uh, see where those take you. Wade Bearden is with us, co-host of Seeing and Believing, a film and TV podcast that searches for the sacred on screen. Um, what do you think, Wade, about the snub of Won't You Be My Neighbor? I am so upset. Oh, I'm so upset about that because that made my number 10 of the year. It's just a fantastic documentary. Sure it's is. one You walk away and not only do you know a story, but you feel inspired to live a greater story. And I was so sad to not see that nominated on, uh, you know, the best documentary features. There's some good ones here. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, oh, I think it's the best documentary of the year, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a little upset about that. So it wasn't nominated for Best Picture, as some thought it would be, and it wasn't nominated for Best Documentary either. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, it's, it's very rare that a documentary will be Best Picture, but I thought for sure it was going to be a lock on documentary feature in it. It just didn't quite make the cut. Yep. So, wait. I mean, here we are in this really spectacular time of viewership. I mean, between Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu, I mean, it's just a glut of incredible story after story. I, I wonder, uh, do you consider the movie theater itself, the physical act of going to the theater, is that still important uh, for you, the general public as well? 
I, I think I think it is important. There's some great experience I, experiences I've had. You know, watching movies with an audience that they're clapping and they're cheering and seeing it on the big screen, uh, not getting on your phone, not pausing it to go do this or go do that, but to watch it right there in front of you. And and film is a visual medium, and so to see the visual imagery on a big screen, I think it can be helpful. At the same time. I, you know, I'm a parent of two children, and I know people are busy. I know people don't always have money to go to the theaters, and I, I know sometimes you go and you get somebody who's just acting a fool, and it's difficult to pay attention. Right. Uh, so I, I think these platforms are great, and here's why I think they're great, too, is, you know, Netflix uh, produced Roma, and this beautiful film by Alf- Alfonso Cuaron, yeah. and... You know, if that would have hit theaters, uh, and it did hit some theaters, but it would have been a little bit difficult to find. But it hit Netflix, and everybody had a chance to watch it. And I, and I think that it, you know, more people to see that film, the better. So I think it can be, it can be negative in a way, but it can also be really great getting some of these pictures that we, you know, kind of get missed or slip through the cracks and get them out to more people. I think that can be a real benefit. Outstanding. Wade Beard and co-host of Seeing and Believing, a film and TV podcast that searches for the sacred on screen. Look for Wade online, wadebearden.com. Follow him on Twitter as well. Wade, always uh, happy to have you with us. Your perspective is very unique and uh, really greatly appreciate your time here with us. Hey, anytime. I'm glad I had a chance to talk to y'all about the movies. Our pleasure. Wade Bearden online, wadebearden.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. If you're wondering how kids can be truly educated when God, Scripture, and prayer are removed from the classroom, well, wonder no more because you have choices nearby and you'll find them on the map at PittsburghChristianSchools.net. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. Indeed. Used by over 3 million businesses for hiring, where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com slash hire. Hey, it's hard to believe, but uh, the second annual date night, this Friday evening, mm-hmm. we're going to be there. Christchurch at Grove Farm. John and I will be your MCs for the evening. We will be MCing the uh, dinner, the, uh, what do we call the, the entry thing, the meet and greet yeah the meet and greet thing mike what's that called <laughs> meet and greet <laughs> it's called something else well regardless we're going to be there we'll yeah. be there for dinner that's yeah. the vip dinner the v- that's what i'm asking oh, or the vip dinner. yeah the vip yeah. dinner mike oh, okay uh so we're going to be at the vip dinner and then we will be emceeing the evening show and introducing jay and laura who are super fun they're blast. super fun so if you don't have your tickets yet i'm not sure what you're waiting for no um yeah they're on sale right now wordfm.com okay yeah mm-hmm. and uh there is space for you if you're so inclined we'd love to see you that's there right. it'll be a fun and night. hang out yeah. yeah and if you uh want to come up and say hi we please do so please do yeah we you know always appreciate that yeah um, also, we've been talking about what piece of Pittsburgh you would send to the moon. Yeah. So we have that up on Facebook. Find us there, the right home with John and Kathy. Okay. Um, so I asked people to just weigh in, you know, because I felt like my list was strong. Holy heck. Well, yeah, but your, your list was unrealistic. It's unreal. 
we're talking about sending a piece of Pittsburgh to the moon, of course it's unrealistic. I mean, I mean, let's not bound ourselves by what's realistic. I was. I was sending Roberto Clemente's baseball card, which I think is a very doable thing. I don't know if it's really. Yes, it is. Steven said uh, he liked uh, Andrew Stocky's recommendation of a parking chair. <laughs> Deb said a terrible towel. Uh, yeah. Rob said uh, Mayor Peduto. Oh, my. Hey, now, come on. <laughs> Debbie <laughs> said a terrible towel. Uh-huh. Uh, Mary said a Three River Stadium seat. That'd be nice. Mike wants to send a Permani sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark wants to send a Kennywood token. Mm-hmm. I'm still sticking by my tree from Horns. Okay. The that's Christmas fine. tree from Horns. I like the Kaufman's clock. I feel like that's a strong I thing. Th- that's my favorite, believe me, of all the things. My favorite, though, is just a pierogi. Just, just one will be fine. Meet me at the Kaufman's clock on the moon. Wouldn't that be fine? The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications.